1: Welcome to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spees. Thank you folks for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're gonna run into or what we're gonna talk about. And I will mention folks, if you hear some beeping and some booping in the background, that's because we got some construction going on right next door. So for those of you that love economic development, that's some beautiful noise. But for those of you that like the peace and quiet, well, you probably won't like it. Well, if you like peace and quiet, you're not listening to me. That's for sure. All right, what do we got on today's program? The Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about, and I already said that, didn't I? Well, we are joined by Mr. Daniel Stenberg with the McKenzie County Job Development Authority. I like to call it the uh, Economic Development Corporation. It's those uh, regional county city economic uh, incubators they have. Uh, This is that one. They call it the McKinsey County Job Development Authority. So every so often in the interview, of course, I call it McKinsey County Economic Development because that's how my brain works. Because once I know one thing, hey, we label it all that. That's interesting how humankind works like that. But anyway, we've got a great interview. And let me tell you why. There's a lot of things going on in Watford City. Holy smokes. They need single-family housing. They need people to go up there and build homes. That's, that's what's going on up there. That's, they're building another school. He explains uh, just kind of some of the things that happen when you, over the course of five to seven years, go from 1,500 people to 8,000. That is a huge increase. Did you know that most cities, if they grow at a 3% rate or 5%, that is amazing growth. That's like a booming city. Can you imagine what the percentage is? I think it was 300% they said is what they did. That's remarkable. I mean, you got to remember, every time you put a new house up, you have to have electric, power, sewer, all that stuff. And there's only a certain amount allotted for certain areas because this stuff is not unlimited. And you only got a certain amount of water you can tap from in a lot of cases. And you have to have a certain amount of energy available to make sure a grid can control it. And so to go... At that speed is truly remarkable. That's why on our programs, the Crude Life, one of our sister programs, brother programs, excuse me, um, well, I, it's actually doesn't have a gender, so it's general gender neutral program. You, you like that? How oh, trying to, you know, we're trying to self improve here at the Crude Life and the Multimedia Cafe. Always looking for self improvement, just like Watford City. Excellent transition back. Watford City will be in history books. That's why we cover it so much on our programs, because this is the type of thing that your kids' kids are going to read about. Uh, That's what's going on. Uh, Like the Iron Age, the Bronze Age, all these different ages, Renaissance Age. I believe this is going to be the Shale Age in terms of history books. So... Uh, Great interview with Daniel Stenberg coming up in just a moment or two to talk about some of the uh, just exciting things happening up there, not only in the Bakken, but specifically up in that Watford City area, which is just right up the highway on 85. Uh, You can't miss it. Okay, we've got Tessa Sandstrom on the program as well. She's with the North Dakota Petroleum Foundation, which is an offshoot of the North Dakota Petroleum Council, and she's on talking about their planting trees outstanding. In a celebration of Earth Day, the Petroleum Foundation did a fundraiser to do some trees. Well, last year they planted 58,000 trees, which beat their three-year goal in less than two years. So we talk a little bit about that, about the trees and the forest and the wildlife and the recreational opportunities, protection for the crops, the soil, the livestock, all these different things. I kind of tie in the CNN story about we need to plant a trillion trees and she just kind of says, yeah, it's one of the nice offshoots of this, you know, and uh, meaning that they were specifically planting trees for a lot of reasons, and they just knew that the, you know, the, the popular thing would just come with it. So outsta- another another example of how the oil and gas industry is being a solution to saving the climate problem and saving the planet and actually doing these types of investments, this is another example. And I know a lot of people have a hard time with that, but it is so easy to point fingers in today's day and age. And I'm very grateful that the oil and gas industry continues to spend money without bragging. I mean, really, the oil and gas industry is that running back that scores a touchdown and just hands the ball to the ref and goes back to the huddle. That's that's who the oil and gas industry is, in my opinion. And a lot of other guys, well, they don't, they, they're They the ones who celebrate after they get a sack, and they're down 47 to nothing. And that's ridiculous. So uh, this tree planting program, Tessa Sandstrom, outstanding, and uh, we're very uh, grateful that they were able to join the program. Okay, let's see. Daniel Stenberg, Watford City, McKenzie County Job Development Authority, as well as Tessa Sandstrom from the North Dakota Petroleum Foundation. Great program on today's program All right, all that plus much more We're going to take a quick pause and we come back It looks like uh, Daniel Stenberg is going to be joining us With the McKenzie County Job Development Authority My name is Jason Spies and you're listening To the Multimedia Cafe
2: I don't care if it's North Dakota Or Southern Minnesota Just as long as I go That's my life Yes y'all and I love it Life's my life. There ain't nothing else in the world above it. And I see people all alone picking their guitars, playing their songs. And I tell them, forget it. You can't fake it. You're going to make it. You got to live it.
0: Jason Speece, the most trusted voice in the Bakken.
2: I totally agree
3: with you. And the word that you brought into this
1: is fact. You tell the facts. And then you will let people make up their own minds.
4: You want someone who's competent. You don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Speece on the radio. And if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Speece, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Speece. I've
2: been moving around a lot these days. From apartment to apartment, state to state, and it doesn't really matter where I go. There's only one place I could call my own, where the nighttime lights earth and light on the horizon, under the soft red glow of the wintertime city clouds. All the memories come falling down on me Every time I roll back to town Every time I roll back around I keep a tiny little picture on my cell phone on the wide open prairie Out by my grandma's house And some days I can almost Feel the wind blow And taste that cool Dry dusty autumn Air in my mouth Where the nighttime Lights earth and light on the horizon Under the soft red glow Of the wintertime sun clouds And all the memories Don't fall down on me Every time I roll back to town Every time I roll And separated. And every step I take falls on foreign ground. And I feel like going back to North Dakota. I'll take a job, and find a wife, and finally settle down. But right now I'm addicted to emotion. And freedom at my selfish solitude provides and i hate to think that i become astray. to the place where i was born where my heart
4: still resides historic the first full conversion refinery to be built in the u.s in over 40 years innovative the cleanest most technologically advanced downstream project ever the model for future shale basin projects groundbreaking, with construction resuming in early 2019, the Davis Refinery.
1: Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we talk with Daniel Stenberg with the McKinsey County Job Development Authority, Watford City, North Dakota. This
5: is Daniel Stenberg with McKinsey County Economic Development
1: otherwise known as Watford City. And, hey, what are some of the other towns, by the way, in your county? I, I know that we always go right to Watford City because it's the heart of the Bakken and it's really kind of the, where most of the economic impact for your county as well as the state is coming from. But uh, are there any other towns in your county? I know sometimes when you get in western North Dakota, it's um, it gets – well, like Billings County, I think, only has like 800 people. So, sure. Yeah. yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we've got Arnegard and Alexander. They are both uh, um, officially cities. We have other communities like Grassy Butte, Keene, Mandary, but those are um, – they, they don't have mayors. They don't have uh, actual city governments. So so the three city governments in McKinsey County is Watford City, Arnegard, and Alexander. It's
1: it's kind of funny um, – not funny like ha-ha, but just kind of uh, interesting funny how I know all those towns – and you mentioned okay. three of them don't even have mayors. And it's primarily because of like uh, loading stations and maybe emergency okay. service hubs and just that sort of thing. So uh, it's really a testament to uh, how well the industry is doing out there that uh, those small towns, three of them not even with mayors, uh, really are somewhat common. I would say it's common. I mean, Arnie I mean, everybody, you, you go ask... 10 people out in, say, west of Bismarck about Arnie and I bet 9 out of 10 of know it. And uh, you can't do that on the east side of the state. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, uh, what else is going on in Watford City? We want to just do a quick check-in with uh, Mr. Daniel Stenberg, which we like to do. Oh, about once a month to check in with Watford City at least, because like you said, it's the, like I said, it's the heart of the Bakken, it's where most of the economic activity is coming. Uh, what's the population, this just kind of set the tone for the interview, over the last 10 years, what's the population growth in Watford City been?
5: Oh, it's it's nearing 300%, I think, and um, yeah, the 2010 census had us at you know, maybe 1,400 people, and now we're pushing on 8,000. And um, yeah, we're really curious as to how the census 2020 will go because um, we we need it to be accurate (laughs) in order to accurately capture all the activity that we've had here because they do their census estimates once a year, but they um, obviously they can do a full census. They just do estimates based on, you know,
1: a sampling of people. And then I think and I, I remember, too, during a lot of the Bakken conferences during the beginning, they were, you know, outside consultants were saying, you know, a normal community, if it grows 5% a year, that's a vibrant community. Like, that's a vibrant oh, yeah. community. If you grow 3 to 5% a year, your community's top notch. So when the, when the Bakken boom happened, all these small towns were just getting totally inundated. And, of course, in western North Dakota, a lot of those roads – were only used a couple times a year by a combine, and that was it. And so yeah. there was an entire infrastructure rebuild and all this other stuff would happen. In fact, I used to joke with the uh, former mayor of Watford City who's now Lieutenant Governor Brent Sanford about how, you know, it was okay for the kids to use porta-potties in minus 30-degree weather because, you know what, everybody was cool with it and nobody was getting up in arms because everybody kind of bit the bullet for a year and maybe two years in some cases to put in some, you know, sewer and water and everything, but um, do you guys ever kind of take a step back and and kind of pat each other on the back as a community, like, God, we did all this together, 300% over 10 years, that's like historically legendary, you know what I mean?
5: Sure, yeah, no, it's, um, I mean, it's just interesting the way, the way life turns out sometimes, I mean, the way I, economics and uh, supply and demand and, and everything just kind of sometimes hit certain communities more than others. And and yeah, no, I mean, four or five years ago it was, um, there was a quite a few infrastructure challenges, getting water here, um, getting uh, people and uh, trucks transported safely, but with, with the bypass we have around town, with uh, the new restaurants that have come in, with the new, oh, we're getting another elementary school starting construction now and with a third potentially within the next three years um the bonds have already been have already been voted on and approved by the voters for that and um and so yeah i know it's um it it sometimes yeah you take a step back and look at it and see the growth but then you look at the projections and it's like oh we've got more we've got more work to do and so we want to keep our eye on the ball i mean yeah it's good to celebrate successes but then just kind of keep moving forward because there's there's more work to be done
1: With that growth happening, are you seeing any oil and gas companies, midstream companies, uh, putting their main office or maybe their satellite office or their Bakken regional office? Are you guys getting any of those offices? I know um, Minot, Williston, Dickinson, I'd even say Bismarck historically has been where companies will go. You know, I'm ta- I'm talking outside of, you know, say more than 10 employees or something like that cuz a lot of the smaller towns had oil and gas service companies, but they were on the smaller side and and everything mm-hmm. along those lines. But is Watford City seeing any of that? I mean, with all this all this growth is happening for a reason, but are are some businesses of that kind of uh uh industry, you know, putting some brick and mortar up?
5: Right. Yeah, no. Um I mean, I think 4 or 5 years ago it was like, oh, we have to, you know, locate in a town with, with an airport that will accommodate our corporate jets and what have you, and um, and we've noticed that, and um, and we have our, our airport is undergoing a 20-plus million dollar remodel in order to accommodate those corporate jets because the companies are saying they're realizing, no, we don't want to be two hours, three hours from where all the wells are; they need to be closer, and so you, um, you do see them. Um, Coming here, ConocoPhillips has a big office here, Whiting, uh, Oasis. Um, the One Oak is uh, continually putting in more and more gas plants and continually hiring more and more people in our community as well. And so, yeah, they're all kind of, okay, they want to be where the where the wells are. And so and now our community is able to accommodate those, uh, those companies much better than they could four or five years ago.
1: How about locally? You guys seen any new businesses pop up? I mean, um, it's been, you know, quite a growth. I mean, everything from pizza shops to clothing to, well, I don't know about clothing anymore. That's kind of tough with Amazon out there, but uh, you know, I mean, a trampoline park I saw open up in Williston last year or earlier this year or something like that. So take this opportunity to mention a few of the local businesses that you've seen pop up and, and kind of add some spice to the community.
5: Sure. If you look on our Main Street, it's it's um it's a pretty vibrant Main Street, and folks utilize it a lot with our with our restaurants. I mean, uh, Aaron and Angie Pelton are uh, uh, some restaurant entrepreneurs, and they started Stonehome Brewing here in Watford City, and then now they've opened a second location in in Bismarck, and they started Outlaws here in. Watford City, and now they have a second location in in Williston, and JL Beers, they have a JL Beers franchise, they have a wild cow coffee creamery, uh, coffee and creamery place, and yeah, you no know, people uh, are looking to Watford City some for some of their restaurants, uh, entertainment. Um, we've got a new burrito place, Burrito Brothers, that opened up that's a brainchild of Nick Ybarra, the Mada Hay superstar, and uh, Ryan Siegfried, who's done a few restaurants here in Wofford City, the quick-serve kind, and um, he's really got a pulse of the community and, and has his finger on what what the community is looking for in terms of of, of food options. So, so, yeah, more and more we're continuing to get more and more restaurants and just kind of vibrant activities
1: coming in. Mr. Daniel Stenberg, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for just a moment. We're going to take a quick pause. When we come back, we continue the conversation with Daniel Stenberg with the McKenzie County Job Development Authority. Watford City, the heart of the Bach and Boom. My name is Jason Spies, and you're listening to the Multimedia Cafe. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we talk with Daniel Stenberg with the McKenzie County Job Development Authority, Watford City, North Dakota, otherwise known as the heart of the Bach and Boom. Um, he's really
5: got a pulse of the community and, and has his finger on what what the community is looking for in terms of, of, of food options, so... So, yeah, more and more we're continuing to get more and more restaurants and just kind of vibrant activities coming in.
1: A lot of people listening to this program either are podcasting it in the oil and gas industry or they're probably listening on the radio in a oil and gas community. So uh, it um, impacts a lot of these different people when it comes to what events you have going on. Uh, sure. Say over the summer or wherever, I know that there's always – barbecues and trade shows and yada yada type things and and then there's also actually what the community has for events that sort of thing so uh talk to me about maybe some uh uh, mark your calendar for watford city or mckenzie county this summer sure yeah no our rough rider center has
5: been a game changer in terms of being able to accommodate both our community in terms of sports sporting activities youth sports hockey volleyball gymnastics swimming but then it also is bringing in just the opportunity to uh, bring in visitors into our community and kind of new cool things like to this weekend on April 26th through the 28th we're having our first ever first ever sports and rec show and Terry Moe with the Rough Rider Center there is already sold out all of the facility Andy's looking to do some things outside to get to accommodate everybody who's wanting to exhibit at the Sports and Rec Show. April 26th through the 28th, they're doing arch indoor archery tournament as well this weekend. But then we have our county fair moving it up a little bit this year, June 13th through the 15th. Home Fest will be in July 12th and the 13th. Rib Fest will be Friday, August 9th. Rib Fest is probably the capstone event of, of all the activities last year, we had 7,000 people on main street with a population of 8,000. Um, and we got 7,000 people on main street. It's like uh, it's a pretty big deal. People like it's a free concert and lots of people come and cook ribs and sell other type of foods. And it's just kind of a nice fun festival atmosphere in the community. Keeps our main street nice and vibrant. So, so there's always lots of activities to be thinking about, but those are some of the, some of the big ones that are coming up.
1: How about housing? Uh, single-family housing you've mentioned in the past as one of the things that is needed in the Bakken despite the lack of in investment that's been going on in housing. So talk to me about that um, paradox, I guess, that uh, nobody seems to be investing in single-family housing, but you guys are looking for single-family housing. D- do I have that right?
5: Yeah, yeah. No, we've, had, <laughs> okay. um, we've had some changes. I mean, at first kind of came all of the hotels, you know, four or five, six years ago, and, they, you know, they got built out, and, you know, they're actually probably at, they're running full capacity on weekdays right now, and so they might need some more, but then apartments came in and they were able to build them up and then kind of the last piece of the puzzle for our our housing piece is the single family housing and we've had some pretty big developments come in but when you get 300 percent population growth you you just need more housing because the folks that have been living in an apartment for two you know maybe two years have been sharing walls and have realized that you know they want to make Watford City their home they have the kids in the school system and, and they're enjoying integrating they just want to take the next the next housing step and with single family housing. And so the McKinsey County Job Development Authority, we're working on a, on an incentive program to, to get more single family housing built. It's not gonna solve all of our challenges um, or f- serve all of our needs, but we're just hoping that it will stimulate it a little bit. The county commission um, is gonna be pushing a million dollars towards, towards um, getting more single family housing. Built in McKinsey County, and all the details are still being worked out. But we're hoping to get that out within the next month or so, probably in May. So,
1: wrapping up, you Daniel Stenberg, uh, McKinsey County Economic Development Corporation. But what is the official name? It's uh th- there's a JDA, right? It's a uh, McKinsey sure. County JDA. What's the JDA?
5: So, JDA stands for Job Development Authority, okay, and it's um, it's through. North Dakota Century Code that counties can establish a job development authority, and then they they list out what, what the responsibilities and the purview is of the job development authority. And then, so I've got, oh, like 11, 11 highly respected community members on my board. They represent, you know, banking, legal, uh, utilities, um, various aspects of the community that we come together once a month. And they kind of give me direction as to what we
3: need to be working on. Mm-hmm.
1: So. This is like this is basically like an economic development thing, right? As far as th- th- that goes, in terms of other yep. other communities, they might be called that or. Um, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I just, I I do try to play somewhat of a journalist, so I try to get names and titles correct at least. You know, it's kind of like spelling your name right on the ACT. You, you know, you should be able to do at least that. So, I I just after I realized they introduced you the McKinsey County Economic Development, I'm going no. I, on that sheet, I saw JDA, so I I didn't know if that was J E Dunn or what. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, who's obviously a, a common truck you see up in Watford City, Dickinson, and Williston. Um, so yep. anyway, but uh, kind of final thoughts here, wrapping up, anything we missed, anything we want to reiterate, uh, any you know good chili recipes or anything like that? So uh, go ahead, sir. The floor is yours for final thoughts.
5: Yeah, no, I mean, I think we're in for a, um, a pretty brisk 2019 with, um, I mean, we're continuing to have more babies being born uh, in our community, and that means just kind of that all of that stimulates everything else going up, and so with the with the schools having their bonds passed, that um, is is a big deal, and you know allows the school board authority to to make the decisions that they feel is right for for the kids. And so we we really appreciate our community support for that.
1: And that was Daniel Stenberg with the. Mackenzie County Job Development Authority, located in Watford City, North Dakota, the heart of the Bach and Boom. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. The Multimedia Cafe is part of the Crude Life Media Network. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter and even the YouTubes. We have all of our social media links. Our network is available at CrudeLife.com. We invite you to Check out all of our different pages, like them, follow them, share them, do all of that fun, exciting stuff that we try to persuade you to do with these words that I'm saying right now. Appreciate it, folks. Check out our crudelife.com social media pages. All right. My name is Jason Spies, and you're listening to the Multimedia Cafe.
2: Shaking her tail like the queen of the yard, not minding anyone. But the farmer's wife had set the pot to boil And the dinner table was set She had collard greens and a pot of baked beans But she hadn't cooked the main course yet Oh, well, it's good to mind your own business But you better pay attention to. You might turn a blind eye on the world But there's always an eye on you Now sometimes you gotta look back See where you went wrong If you can't do that You won't be around too long That hand should have seen it coming A hatchet and a butcher block But she was too wrapped up Strutting her stop To see the water was getting hot Oh, it's good to mind your own business But you better pay attention to You might turn a blind eye on the world, but there's always an eye on you. Now some folks dine at the table, but others land in the pot. Where you end up depends less on luck Than what you do or what you got So keep your head on the swivel Look both ways when you cross the street Cause this world is full of sharks and wolves And all they ever do is eat oh, It's good to mind your own business But you better pay attention too You might turn a blind eye on the world But there's always an eye on you There's always
1: Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you folks for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe. Coming up next, we talk with Tessa Sandstrom with the North Dakota Petroleum Foundation.
3: Tessa Sandstrom, North Dakota Petroleum Council.
1: Outstanding. And here we got another example of how the oil and gas industry is saving the planet. And what's happening here is the North Dakota Petroleum Council planting trees. I mean, again, another example of where industry is actually being a part of the solution, as opposed to just pointing fingers. So I'll get into that uh, extreme narrative in just a second, Tessa. But how are you doing?
3: (laughs) I'm well, and you?
1: Pretty good. We've just been on a a, uh, kick lately, just saying how this is like a really unique time in the industry's history to where they can actually promote, because they are the leaders in saving the planet they're the ones doing the investment they're the ones creating communities to plant trees and do a number of these environmental things that have been around for a long time and this is another one of those great examples uh happening in the Bakken. so uh, talk to me a little bit about uh what's going on with planting of the trees courtesy of the north dakota petroleum council
3: uh well we started this program last year as a solution to a sort of a unique challenge that one of our members were facing um in in building some of their pipeline infrastructure they were they were required by the psc to plant two or three trees or shrubs for every one removed and and they've done this for a number of years but uh, the landowners on whose land that the pipeline was crossing have had more than enough trees Um, but with ron and myself and many of our members being involved with outdoor groups like mule deer foundation or pheasants forever pheasants for the future and so on we know many landowners who are looking for trees and want to plant huge um, plantings for habitat, and so we were able to serve as sort of a uh, tinder, so to speak, <laughs> for for landowners and trees, uh, match those trees up with landowners who needed them so they can make a real difference in creating um, nice, solid habitat.
1: Did you say timber? Sorry. Tinder. <laughs> timber right <laughs> timber, it's it's timber, it's, it's for it's for lumberjacks timber right and uh, right. okay uh, i'm looking at a cnn article from april 17th the most effective way to tackle climate change plant 1 trillion trees you guys familiar with this article you know about this movement to plant trees you obviously were soothsayers in this whole movement but no it's been around for a long time everybody knows it but talk to me about just the idea behind, you know, helping the environment and, and that sort of thing, did, how, how much of this sort of climate change is, is involved with that?
3: Well, it really is more of a solution for what we were facing here in North Dakota. Is not exactly known for its trees, um, but we are a, a state that really holds its traditions of hunting and being in the outdoors very, very close and very dear. Um, and so we're definitely dedicated to trying to create more habitat for for wildlife. But it definitely does have other um, very positive um, aspects associated with it as well, uh, in terms of you know, taking more of that carbon dioxide out, helping the environment. Um, and so it's been accepted really well by both landowners and our member companies. We planted our goal through the Outdoor Heritage Fund was to plant 55,000 trees in three years. We did 58,000 trees last year alone. And uh, this year, we have plans to plant about another 30,000 trees.
1: Have you guys seen any other uh, positive outshoots uh, you mentioned? Because you, you, just a second ago, you said you know, that kind of the drive was more for the wildlife and just that sort of thing. And then, you know, yeah, we're taking care of the co2 problem as an offshoot and that sort of thing are there any other ones you know it's it's relatively new it's two years now so i mean are there other positives that you're seeing or even maybe a few i can't imagine a negative but if, if there's any negatives feel free to say what those are and how you guys are addressing them or at least aware of them that sort of thing maybe somebody's got a solution but uh talk to me just a little bit about the processing that you guys have had now for two years
3: Uh, Well, we, like I mentioned, we started it last year. We opened up for applications. Landowners who want to do these plantings can apply. Uh, They fill out their application. We review it based on, you know, how it's going to help with the habitat, making sure it's large enough, it's in areas that truly need it, and also a plus side if it's in an area where there is oil and gas development to help curb some of the impacts that we've had with the construction of uh, infrastructure and, and, you know, just the expansion of activity out there um, after that we chose landowners we worked with them the unique part about this program versus others is we asked the landowner to um, buy in have a stake in the project by bringing out volunteers helping with some of the costs making sure those trees are going to thrive and make it for at least three years it's uh, about how long it takes for them to really those trees to really take and, and grow um, and so, with that leverage, with that extra help, we're actually able to plant trees for as little as two fifty per tree, and that means we're able to plant even more than you might in a more traditional program that you have through um, other organizations that do tree planting programs.
1: Tessa Sandstrom with the North Dakota Petroleum Council, and this is the North Dakota Petroleum Foundation. That's different than the council.
3: Yep, we started the foundation um, late last year. We have so many programs now that are involved in the community, and we wanted to make sure to keep those separate. We are now a 501c3, so um, we can accept donations. Um, oh. It's a lot easier for us to get corporate donations that way and really help make a better impact in, in that way.
1: So, Okay, so it's the North Dakota Petroleum Foundation. Sorry, I've been saying council. Um, no, it's, it's, it's,
3: it's brand new. So it's, okay, <laughs> so good. It's, it's, I, I, I don't to want to say it's myself. the same
1: thing, but it, it is an offshoot, and it's uh, kind of under the umbrella. Yep. yep. Okay. Okay. So, uh, what, uh, what? 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 I, I see where this is going to be really beneficial for reclamation and some other uh, oil and gas. You know, just ongoing things that th- they're always trying to improve. Reclamation, of course, being one of them. Uh, are you working with any companies that you care to share? Um, just in anybody involved, or just talk to me about. Uh, some of the people that you guys are targeting and some of the people that you're working with and just some of those types of uh, information so people kind of, I don't know, you know how people are when they network. They don't like to call the people directly necessarily, but if they know someone who knows someone, they'll start that way. So just start the conversation how we know how in North Dakota. <laughs> uh,
3: well, we've, we've had a lot of buying from our uh, member companies already. One Oak and Whiting uh, gave quite a bit last year to, to uh, plantings that we did throughout the state. This year, Slauson is a big donor in helping us with a project around Van Hook uh, Fishing Resort up on Lake Sakakawea. Conoco recently just gave us $5,000 for the program, and we have probably about a dozen other sponsors who have contributed $500 uh, for this campaign. Um, This is the first year that we've done a fundraiser, so we launched that today, uh, Earth Day, and we'll go through Arbor Day to try and raise some money to help with those plantings for this year, those 30,000 trees that we we plan to plant this year.
1: And how can people donate? I see you've got some websites uh, in the press release. We'll put those on our, on our uh, website as well. But uh, if you get social media and, and that sort of thing, you know how Pete, there's a million ways to get uh, uh, in touch with people today. So just name, name a few of your more popular ones that people are seem to be attracted to these days.
3: Uh, we are on Facebook, the Energy of North Dakota, as well as Twitter and Instagram, and it's at Energy of ND or Energy of North Dakota, as well as the North Dakota Oil Foundation web or petroleum foundation's website. That's ndoilfoundation.org.
1: And that was Tessa Sandstrom with the North Dakota Petroleum Foundation. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit the CrudeLife.com. That's theCrudeLife.com. The Multimedia Cafe is part of the Crude Life Media Network. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Of course, all of our social media links are available at CrudeLife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. That's going to do it for today's program. I'd like to thank Tessa Sandstrom with the North Dakota Petroleum Foundation, as well as Daniel Stenberg with the McKinsey County Job Development Authority for joining today's program. Appreciate it very much, taking the time out to educate us on what's going on there in the Bakken Shale Play plus what they're doing to save the planet. Outstanding. We'll be back tomorrow at this time on this radio station. And for those of you who are listening on the internet, thank you very much. And of course, those of you that are listening via iTunes, we appreciate it very much. There is a lot of different ways to get your content, a lot of different ways to access that content, and a lot of different people doing that content. I've said it before that my neighbor's dog's cousin is now doing a podcast, and it's better than this program. So, I mean, anybody's doing it, right? So, I, jeepers, creepers, everybody's doing a podcast and a blog and a video log and all kinds of different things. So, I appreciate it very much. Our staff appreciates it very much, and we are so grateful that you're choosing the Multimedia Cafe and the Crude Life Media Network to be part of your day. Thank you very much. From the staff here at the Multimedia Cafe, we're asking you to savor life and enjoy the spice.
2: We're like they did in the good old days, because we're back to the way. Oh, well, you fill the bridge, and I'll have a
4: Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years, Innovative the cleanest most technologically advanced downstream project ever the model for future shale basin projects groundbreaking with construction resuming in early 2019 the Davis refinery.